drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. It is picked up by the line. Darius Slade's got it. Coming back right side, 25. Picks up a block at the 30. Darius at the 40. Drink it in, drink it in. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. Rolls to the right, Stafford throws deep. Got a man out there, Enzo, caught, touchdown, Detroit Lions, Marvin Jones. Stafford! Drink it in, drink it in. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Detroit Kool-Aid, what is going on, everybody? We are back, and uh, I'm back here with the uh, one and only, the star of the show, the people's champion, the guy that I have to yell at every show, and the guy that I give tons of grief to. It's all part of the show, and we have a bunch of fun with it. Griffco, what's going on, buddy? Hey, man, TGIF double for you just here on a, on a Friday morning for the people. So Grifka, we talked all about the draft. You know, we tried to get you to apologize to the people for sleeping during the draft, not putting your picks in, not helping out the Detroit Kool-Aid cast in the Google sheet, um, but spending quality time with your daughters, which we can't totally hate on that. But for every other reason we can hate on it, you missed the 2019 draft, but you somehow kind of Googled it ahead of time and you made a few decent insights on our last podcast uh, what the heck are we talking about today or what's going on with this team now that we are post-draft oh man you know me anything that you know pretty much you know puts bad taste in my mouth in reference to the lines i'm going to bring up and i'm going to listen to you so uh first thing once again the 2019 draft is now over so naturally that means everybody's got to do the too early 2020 draft so naturally i'm always interested to see where these teams peg the lions going with the draft what they got and naturally everyone has the lions picking in the top 10 again why is that doesn't it seem like every year afterwards no matter how good the lions are the year before when they do their too early mock draft for the next year they always have the lions in the top 10 is that just no respect for the lions Oh my goodness! Uh, I don't know about no respect, but I love it because it, it just uh, it just gets you so fired up, so mad for no reason. I mean, these these are guys that are just random beat writers, like your boy Dave Burkett or or one of these guys on the Draft Network, just making up selections, making up where people will fall. They have no insight. The NFL is so different year to year. I hope they keep doing it. I hope they keep putting the Lions in the top five just so it puts a fork to your nose or whatever some of your funny phrases are that you make up when you're mad. <laughs> make up. Those are actual cliches, and they're used correctly. Thank you. I never <laughs> heard of them. <laughs> but I know you're saying I'm wrong. Okay. And, and you know nobody else who says them. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's just, exactly. I'm sorry. It just always bugs me. It just always seems like no matter how the line, it seems like the Lions could go win the Super Bowl in the next year, like mock draft too early, you know, and they'll have the Lions picking at six. 
like every year, but like all these teams, like this is where I get these teams are favored. I mean, the Giants suck last year, and all of it, they got these guys like picking like an 18, 19. It's like, what the Giants do this year all of a sudden where they're going to be good? I mean, you can't tell me that, but it's all those teams that are like, oh, they're a name, they'll, they'll rebound. No, they no they won't. They'll suck again. So let's just uh, you know. So hold, it, hold on, I, I got two follow ups for you. What what kind of teams are those that that, that happens to? Oh man, no matter how yeah, the Packers will be back, the the Cowboys will be back, the Giants, the Steelers, all these teams. No rebound. <laughs> they'll be Super Bowl again. You know, blah, whatever. Same thing. No matter how crappy they are, the next year they're always going to be like right there in the playoff hunt. You know why? Because it's the same teams. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> and my, wait, here's a bell for the whatevers. Now, uh, I'm, I'm, my follow up to that is so like all those teams you named off, you think that they're um, not. Uh, what am I looking for here? They're not that great. <laughs> Thank you. All right, you can continue now. Okay. Um, to follow up with that once again, because obviously the draft, the people doing the mock drafts for next year already think the Lions will have another down year. Obviously, Vegas thinks that the Lions will have a down year again this year. Um, they are giving the they're giving the Lions tied with the Arizona Cardinals the worst odds to win the NFC. You know, I'm not talking just like their division. I'm talking like the whole NFC. You know, like the worst odds: Arizona and Detroit. And all I can say once again is really. Like, once again, what did the Giants do to improve? I mean, all because well, the Buccaneers got Bruce Arians. All of a sudden, they're going to be world beaters. It's just, it's the same teams. Always like, oh, they will rebound. I'm, I'm seeing all this love for the Packers again. So it's like, oh, they replenished their defense, their offense. They brought in all these guys. The, the Packers are on the downswing. I mean, they got the Lions, like, finishing fourth in the NFC, not even close to these other teams. Once again, the, I, me and you talked about this. We thought they made significant improvements with free agency and some improvements in the draft. But once again, do you do you really think they're the, one of the worst teams in the NFC? Well, I'm going to get right to that. But, Griff, because this is going to be a whole show of just stuff that just bugs you, that means nothing. Is that what this is going to be for the people? No, but it just, it just always <laughs> riles me up because they never get any respect from anybody. I mean, it's just oh. like, it's what I said, it's just like, that's why the Lions get no love. Because like you know, because right now people are like, oh, they'll suck next year. Don't worry about it. See, but what I think is also hilarious is that when the Lions are good and then when they are winning playoff games and Super Bowls, we'll come back to you at the end of the year and go, all right, Griffka, like, what are you thinking for wins next year? I don't know. I think they'll probably take a big step back. You know, probably not be as good as they were this year. You know, you'll you're going to be that guy. You're never going to ride the ride the wave or, or think that they're going to be incredible until you see it. You know that. What are you talking about? I always start at 10 and 6 and work from there. <laughs> After you bag them for months and then you come to 10 or 11 wins and then by game three you quit on them like last year. Anyway, what, what did you ask me again? Give me the short version so I can are, answer are, are they question. really? Are they really <laughs> like one of the worst teams in the NFC tied with Arizona? Well, first of all, we're going to go into Arizona and lay the smack it down on the guy that can't get on it in on any of the kiddie rides at uh you know his local amusement park so that's first and foremost but how they put us with arizona i will never know we have a heck of a defense all we did was add to that defense we added a really versatile chip with the number eight pick and tj hawkinson who's gonna hopefully and uh i'm projecting will 
make a huge uptick in this offense, be Matt Stafford's new GT where he can just get the ball to him when all else fails. We're better on both sides of the football. We have a coach who's won big at other programs, and now he's in year two. I mean, I just crumple that up and think that's a bunch of garbage. Like, I expect the Lions to be substantially better. They do have a hard schedule, but to put them down in the, the least – percentage for the NFC and a team with the Cardinals who has a junk head coach going to have a gimmick system uh, to come out of the ashes. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, right there. Detroit, they, they need to start getting some respect, man. You know, I know everybody's like, oh, Cena's believing, but, you know, they're never the worst team every year, year after year. So, yeah, but we are going to go into Arizona and, you know, do some damage on their new on their new running quarterback that can just throw throw the ball up in the air so okay so uh do you want to you want me to bring up any more of my tirades or you kind of want to move on <laughs> i can save some I mean, of those for later yeah i mean i'm i'm a fan of the grifka tirades i i try to incite the grifka tirades most times by poking the bear but uh we can probably move on today because there's plenty more to talk about and uh plenty more grifka bells i'll be able to get in before the end of the show i'm sure yeah well let's do this i mean i know the last episode um we kind of we uh talked about the draft again went over a few different things and uh, you know guys that were drafted for scheme fits you know leadership things of that nature thing um but uh with the guys that we drafted this (laughs) yeah exactly that's that's why i did it because i know how much you like that uh with this year's draft do you see any starters like any instant starters because i know we always have talked about in the past you know you want your starters first three rounds any of the guys that you've seen that we took in the draft this year that you think that can be starting from day one? <laughs> Griff, are you kidding me with this question? Nope. Legitimate question. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the people know that for months and months, you say the same things over and over again about a tight end's a luxury pick, a tight end you can't take in the top 10, a tight end isn't going to put up stats, a tight end isn't something you value, ba 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 TJ Hawkinson, man, the only reason he's not a plug-and-play starter is if they try to do what a lot of the Lions teams do and a lot of NFL teams do, which is like, we're going to put you fourth on the depth chart, son, and let you sort of work your way up rung by rung, you know, maybe by week two or three. He's like the pretty much 80 to 75%, you know, out there type tight end for this team. I mean, this guy's a plug-and-play starter. The fact that you would just not acknowledge him as such just shows your absolute hatred for the position and your obliviousness to uh, what this guy can do as a football player. I mean, I think Jelani Tavai, you know, if he lives up to what the coaching staff seems, I mean, I I think they're almost going to have to find a role for him. Is he going to just boot Christian Jones out of there? Is he going to start in the middle? And is J.D. going to be on the outside and all over the place? I mean, I think that's something to look for. And then the the other guy that I would throw in the mix, at least, is we know how bad our second corner opposite of Slay was. I mean, absolute garbage. You might as well put me and you out there in a backpedal. Um, A.O. might be starting opposite of Slay to do some work out there. So if so, I'd have to do, oh, baby. <laughs> so, that's great. That's never going to get old. I'm just going to let you know that. Wait till I I go watch more and one mixtape so I can remember the guy in the mic that would just say the craziest stuff. I'm going to break that out. But, oh, baby's the only one I know right now. But I'll uh, find some other AO classics. Maybe I'd have to get some sound drops. But, uh, yeah, I think those three guys could start. And I also think that, you know, like I said, they may have these guys work their way up. But 
those are three quality football players and don't don't not expect to see Will Harris kind of all over the field at different spots and Austin Bryant. Like I think those guys all have kind of pretty good roles on the team, you know, in those first few rounds. Okay. Uh, um, speaking of Will Harris, um, do you see him more of that uh, strong safety or the free safety position? I know you were talking the three safeties. That's kind of what a lot of NFL teams are doing now, but uh I don't know if I don't, I don't I don't find like obviously they signed somebody to cut to do the nickel already, but do do you think he's more of a strong safety or do you think he could be one of those uh, free safety types? Oh, Will Harris is a uh, he's a strong safety type that can move around and and blitz and and play the slot a little bit if he needs to, but he's more of a thumper, more of a come down and hit you type of guy. I mean, he has some move skills, no doubt, but. Um, that's, that's what I'm curious on is how they're going to divvy it up. Cause to me, Diggs is a little bit smaller type to be playing that strong, uh, type role, but you know, you got to find snaps for uh T walk and then, you know, you still got Tavon in the mix there. So, you know, they'll have to figure out that depth chart as well as where you can put these guys, you know, do you put three out at a time? If you don't like, where does Will Harris work his way up the depth chart? Um, cause he's, he's pretty much not going to take over for, digs we know that and if our hopes are as high as they could and should be for tracy walker like i can't see him really just displacing him so um you know it'd have to be like in front of a Tavon as he's sort of you know exiting his way out in the next year or two um but yeah that's going to be interesting how they shake that out but i think he's more of a strong just due to the thumper and the speed as well as uh being able to move him around a little bit of a chess piece type guy yeah, to uh, piggyback on your Tavon comment, I, I'm, it's one of those things I hope that Tavon kind of takes him under his wing, you know, shows him the ropes because I believe he can become one of the players like that, and um, it would be a really good fit if he was uh, if he was to do that. Uh, I know sometimes you always hear stories like uh, guys want to keep their jobs, so they really don't want to help the younger guys. But if uh, Tavon was to do that, um, it could only help the team. So. Um, Speaking of, uh, you brought up uh, Jelani Tavai. Now, uh, after talking about him on the last show, it, uh, you know, looking at some of his video, I mean, this guy was just a tackling machine out in Hawaii. And it got me thinking of a former linebacker here in Detroit who was just a tackling machine, put up mad stats in college. Um, do you think, you know, maybe Tavai, maybe, you know, kind of could turn into like a four man's Chris Spielman for this team? No, I, I, I do want to. I do want to mention this. I went back and I kind of looked at their size as well. I mean, I think Tavai is roughly a couple inches taller and maybe only a, a pound or two heavier than Chris Spielman as playing weight. So, I mean, they're they they're very similar in size. So, um, I, I just want to bring that up as well. But you know, Spielman had a nose for the ball. It seemed like Tavai has, has a nose for the ball. You, you think he may become like a Chris Spielman for this team? Grifka, is this another real question? Uh, you, you know it is. <laughs> Do I have to say that after every one of these questions you pose? Are you really taking a guy, Jelani Tavai, who who everybody raised their eyebrows at in round two, now we're trying to back him up and say we can see the fit, and you jump right to, is he the next Chris Spielman, a guy who was a stud in college, everybody knew his name, and it was a great pro for this team? Said, Did you really just make that leap? I said poor man's Chris Spielman, so... uh yeah, I mean, everybody knows what the term poor man's means. I, mean, I know you may not use that term, but it is a legitimate <laughs> cliche, meaning poor man's not quite as good, but similar to. 
So yeah, uh, I I know yeah. that one. Uh, again, I'm throwing this question out, Griff, because null and void. I feel like I feel like the best thing that we could hope for with uh, Tavai is that he finds a, a basically a starting role. He flies around, maybe makes some impact plays. I mean, imagine this: a linebacker. Um, strip sacking, maybe get an interception or two, maybe getting after the quarterback like Jared Davis had a little success with last year. Like, you know, your linebacker should be some of your playmakers, some of your guys that help get the football out and turn it over. Um, I think that would be success for him. I'm not putting him in the Hall of Fame. I'm not putting uh, the name Chris Spielman anywhere near him. But, I mean, I would hope that he could be a, a productive linebacker for the Detroit Lions. Um, yeah, my dream for Tavai would be just a linebacker on the team that actually takes correct pursuit angles and doesn't miss tackles. I would really like that, especially coming from a middle linebacker. More hate on Jared Davis for no reason. Go ahead. <laughs> well, speaking of our linebacking core, after the draft, and they did get to Vi, um, Zach Brown is still out there. Is Would this be somebody that you'd be interested in, the Lions making a run at with a little bit of the money they have left over in their salary cap? Um, I don't know. I mean, I like Zach Brown as a football player. I mean, one thing I'm trying to wrap my head around is, you know, what, what, what is the starting lineup or the hierarchy of the depth chart for this team? I mean, I know in camp you just bring in like what 90 guys and then it goes down to 75. But I mean, I think if you bring in a Zach Brown, like you're, which he might already be to me, it sounded like, you know, Bob Quinn is done with Jalen Reeves-Maven. Basically, said there's no room for a, a small side-to-side linebackers team. It's like, well, why did you draft one? Oh, it was for the other coaching staff. Okay, well, why has he still been around here then for another year? If you felt this way, probably last year. So, you know, I would like Jalen Reeves-Maven to stay and then find a role for him. But I mean, I don't know that you can have all humongous linebackers like that are all the same body type, same everything. So. I mean, Zach Brown's a pretty good football player, but to me, he's kind of like that middle guy with some size and some ability. Um, I don't know where you put him. So based on price tag and and what else they've done, I'd kind of just let the young Lions, uh, pun intended, uh, roam. You know, let let Davis and Tavai do their thing. But Christian Jones, you know, people may rag on him. He was pretty good when you start looking at the analytics. And... uh, you know, there's still some upside for, like, a Steven Longa. He's young and he knows the scheme, and if he could stay healthy, I could see some things there. And then, obviously, you have Kennard sort of playing that linebacker rush end type position. So I feel like we're pretty good there. Again, it went from sort of a weakness to a strength. But uh, I would probably say pass on Zach Brown unless he came for cheap and unless they were ready to move on from a guy or two and had a had a plan for him. Yeah, get the bellow because I agree with you right there. I, I mean, it's a, it's a name. He's out there. I, I think he could, you know, fit this team in the right way, but uh, might be one of those things where I think other teams may be looking to pay him a little more than what the Lions may be interested in doing, even though the Lions do have a nice chunk of change left. They might just roll with what they have in-house. So, uh, yeah, I would I would say at this point, you know, you would pass on him as well. Um, my next question, you um, – mentioned how the linebacking core, you know, possibly it went from one of the weaker links on the team to now one of the stronger units, or it it definitely got stronger. In your opinion, looking at the team right now, offense and defense-wise, what do you believe is the weakest unit on the team that you think may need a little more help? 
Hmm, weakest unit. Uh, let me think about that one for a minute. I mean, I go with what I like. I mean, I like our D-line. I like our back-end safeties. I'm starting to like our linebackers. Obviously, you need to see production and stay healthy. Corners, you know, uh, added a good player, but they obviously need to get way better, and I haven't seen Justin Coleman. So, I mean, weakest unit, jeez. You would think, like, normally you'd be able to rattle off a couple positions, but I really feel like they're adding young talent, scheme fits, depth kind of across the board. So I guess, like, if I had to throw one out there, it would sort of be just that opposite rusher of flowers. You know, I feel like, yeah, Austin Bryant can be out there in Aquara, but would I mind another body out there or a guy that can really get after the quarterback? I mean – I mean, I'm starting to like some of the things in our running back room. I like our receivers. O-line seems to – I mean, O-line, I guess, <laughs> excuse me, could be a spot where I'd like to see a guy or two emerge, you know, if they're already there, meaning like your boy Taylor Decker being better than average or than he has been or, you know, your other boy uh, Rick Wagner being uh, living up to that contract. I mean, I guess I would say O-line getting better and a, a, a rush end opposite a big Trey boy that can really uh, set the edge, put the quarterback on his back. Yeah, if I was to look at this, I would still feel the O-line, you know, I think it needs to improve. Uh, Like you had mentioned, you know, I kind of, you know, pick on Wagner not living up to that contract. Um, I think Taylor Decker is just Jeff back as 2.0, even though they did pick up his fifth-year option on him. Um, That once again, that could be a big hole right there at the right guard. I mean, we all realize it. I mean, it's obviously it's the most Captain Obvious statement right now. But uh, finding somebody to fill that hole to uh, really produce that dominant run game that it seems like Matt Pat's looking for, um, I think that's the biggest need right now. And, um, you know, defensive end, I think with Flowers on the other end, I know in previous shows you'd like to see Aquara maybe taking another step forward. He, he played pretty decent last year with what they had out there. And, I mean, you know, obviously his numbers weren't eye-popping, but one of those things like if Flowers has taken, you know, another guy that may get Aquara, you know, more, more space to get to the quarterback and Bryant, you know, develop into – another one of those pressure uh, defensive ends to get back to the quarterback. So um, I'm, I'm hoping just with the signing of Trey Flowers, that will open up the other side, which will allow Quara Bryant to get to the quarterback. Um, just a name out there still, you know, I, I know I'm bringing it up for you. You said another rush defensive end. Ziggy's still out there. I mean, I, I know I don't want him. And I know uh, Seattle, he was talking to Seattle, but, uh, would this be somebody that you might consider bringing back? <laughs> Griff, because the theme of this podcast, is that a real question? <laughs> really? Oh, I know I know, I know, know your man love for Ziggy, but uh, even after our draft, would, uh, would you still bring him back? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Of course, man. I would love to add a 6'5", 275-pound Rush and Ferrari to our defense uh, on the cheap for $10 million or less. Of course. Are you kidding me? Like, Grifka, is, is this a, another example of this last answer you gave of where I you ask me a question, 
I give an answer. I think about it. I work my way through. I get to the end of my answer. It's, it's a good answer, obviously, because that's what I do here on the show. And then, and then you go ahead and repeat my the two spots I mentioned and my takes. Like I already gave you a double bell, or I'd give you two more for that. Come on, buddy. Well, yeah, but uh, there, I think the offensive. Here. I think the offensive line needs a little more help than what you gave it. I would call that probably the weakest position on the team. Um, that would be myself. But uh, okay. So you gave about, a much uh, different, much different answer than I did. Sorry. Definitely. What about Ricky Jean? He's still out there. I, I know you like Ricky Jean. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, the the king of the uh, mashed potato or whatever that dance was that he uh, he does up. I mean, I, I don't know if I love to dance more or Ricky Jean, but uh, or the fact that his name is Ricky Jean. That's pretty cool too. Uh, I I wouldn't mind him. I mean, again, where does he fit? There's not a ton of like interior snaps with some of the guys we already have inside there, but. I mean, again, if you can get him for a mill or something, a veteran minimum, and add him to the locker room and, and let him get after it a little bit, I mean, sure, I wouldn't mind it. Okay. Okay. And then uh, just one more quick question. Are you, are you okay with the uh, Lions special teams, or uh, do you think, uh, you know, they're just going to roll with uh, Sam Martin one more year? <laughs> Grifka. <laughs> Is, is that a real question? That was for you because I know I know how much you love that punter right there. <laughs> oh my gosh, the the fifth or sixth member from InSync. I mean, I've been ragging on this guy forever. Like Martin, he's still around, and then you always ask me about special teams. My answer is always. They're we're, special teams. Like, very important part of the game. <laughs> third, third phase of the game. Everybody. <laughs> Everybody acts like it's one third. I mean, if they're not kicking it through the end zone, they're punting it for fair catches, and maybe there's a play or two. They they have no clue what they're doing. Like special teams will be fine, and we don't even have to think about it. I know Bob Quinn. Everybody would totally hate me for that answer, but we've got the players there. You got decent enough talent. They're gonna run down and cover kicks and put the ball through the uprights. I'm good with it. Well, all I gotta say is like special teams must be very important because remember the. Uh, game we went to the Lions Chiefs and every Chiefs fan seemed to have a suck up jersey on and all we thought was like this got to be his relatives or something because nobody's buying a Ryan suck up <laughs> like everybody yeah. nobody had like a Derek Thomas or anything like everybody had like a Ryan suck up jersey we're like what is this all about? <laughs> now Griffka I know you I know you missed this because you, you you slept through the draft and you didn't uh, you didn't help us out with any of the work we put in uh, of me and Hughes but uh Ryan Suckup announced a pick, and he was like, I'm Ryan Suckup. I was undrafted, and my last name is Suckup. So there's there's chances for everybody. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, so even he hates himself and probably wouldn't buy a jersey. But, yeah, that's the only guy that ever gets any love. He's, he's sold out his jersey in Kansas City and now in Tennessee for some reason, for those that love special teams. There you go. Hey, third part. Third phase of the game, it's very important. You cover guys and gunners. Third, third of the game, Grifka. Yeah. I'm telling you, the Lions should just put Stan Quan up on the Wall of Fame just because it's Stan Quan. Yeah. Uh, again, you love the names. Of course. <laughs> names make everything. G- g- okay. Give people a give people a Rocky Sin just for fun. He's not on the team, but if they would have drafted Rocky Sin, oh, God. <laughs> I would have I been the first one in line buying his jersey and – 
They're like, sorry, sir, we don't have Rocky Sin. How can you not have a jersey with Yasin or just Sin on the back? How awesome would that be? Wouldn't you wear that to church on Sunday morning? Yeah, I'm wearing my Sin jersey today. How awesome would that be? Griffin, you know if they had drafted him, I would have went and got a custom made that said The Rock, and then I would have put the eyebrow tilde over, like, whatever number he was, just for giggles. So, uh, yeah. And I'm just so glad they didn't take him because, one, we never would have heard the end of it. Even during the draft when you were awake, that's the only name you kept bringing up. I mean, uh, I was just I was just hoping not only would he go in the third round, I'm glad he's not here in Detroit because that would have been brutal. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I would have been touting that guy. I would have been like, right, yeah. Training camp rock. I need to get your autograph. <laughs> like, get a pitch with me and my boy Derek here. Come on. He loves yeah, you. I smell, fan. I smell what you're cooking, Griffith. <laughs> you would have to do the raised eyebrow and everything. <laughs> yeah. I probably would have rock bottomed him right there just because uh, you talk him up so much after oh, I no. was the guy that. that told you who he was oh no no you wouldn't have been able to do that to the rock man you wouldn't have been able to no not to him man oh uh, like i'm sure this is a... he's even got a little bit of that benjamin button disease where he looks like he's 40 <laughs> yeah no doubt yeah he'll probably be good too with indy i think that's where he went so i'm sure i'm sure i'll hear about him on another show from him. yeah well, okay derek um you know i don't have really anything else to chat about is there anything else you want to touch base on before we get out of here Man, Griffith, I'm good, uh, you know, uh, giving you a bunch of a hard time the last couple of shows, but it, it's good to have you back on, man. It's, it's uh, you know, it's so much lead up to that draft, and then when it came, like I said, me and me and Hughes, I know I've been joking about it, but, like, I had literally six screens going. I was working my draft board. I was trying to keep the Google Sheet updated. Like, we need uh, volunteers maybe next year from the uh, Detroit Kool-Aid Twitterverse to uh, help us out because there was a lot of stuff to update. You know, um, it was fun doing my draft board, though, and, like, by the end, I was totally exhausted. But uh, I was looking forward to our shows this week. I think they've been fun. We've talked all things lines, and it's been good stuff, man. So I'm good for now, but uh, looking forward to uh, – we are – Definitely in the off season now, but we'll bring uh, all types of cool stuff to the uh, Detroit Kool Aid drinkers as we go forward. Yep, sounds cool, man. Um, well, I don't have nothing else. Um, if you're ready to get out of here, I say uh, we call it a weekend. Uh, we talk to the fans uh, next week. Now, Griffka, you just tried to close the show. We didn't do it last show, but you know how we end it most weeks. Griffka, you got anything else for the people? Uh, nope. That's better. So before we close it up, Grifka, I want to tell the, the people one thing. It's something that we talked about early this week that we're going to look at. So I threw this out on Twitter as kind of an idea. You know, um, we've been bouncing some ideas, you know, some some things around, maybe some some cool stuff you'll see with our podcast. And hopefully um, in the future, we'll get a website and some things going. But uh, one thing I threw out there was, you know, me and Grifka, I mean, we're we're Lions fans, and and we feel like this is kind of the Lions fans podcast. Um, so it's a it's a Lions fan podcast done by fans for the fans. So to build on that, we want to uh, see about reaching out to some of you guys. We know there's lifelong Lions fans. We know there's Lions fans. You know, they're twenty, thirty years old. We know there's people that have been at those big football games that saw the 0-16 I mean that are have I think a couple people reached out to me they got tons of jerseys tons of memorabilia what me and Grifka thought we'd do is we're going to put out some Twitter messages and and if you guys get back to us you send us a direct message whatever it may be we're going to try to reach out to you and get kind of a list of people that might 
we might be able to bring on the show, kind of a do either a quick interview or chat with you for a bit and then see if we can fit those in on episodes or whatever it may be. So I know a lot of people got back to me when I put it out there. We definitely want to kind of follow up and, and keep that idea going. I'd love to hear the stories. I'd love to share some laughs with all you Lions fans out there and keep growing this show our Lions community and all that type of stuff. So I know I speak for Grifka when I say that, and uh, we're going to keep trying to work that idea. So be on the lookout for that and see if, uh, if you're willing to uh, jump on and share a few minutes with us, uh, that would really be fun and something we want to tackle here in the next uh, little bit or heading into 2019 and, and all that type of stuff. So I just want to throw that out there, but mostly I'm throwing that out there too, to say, thank you. Uh, we want to kind of reward the people that are listening to the show that are supporting us and that have those great Lions stories to tell as well as takes on this team. You know, I can only listen to Grifka for so long. So uh, that gave me a break. And uh, like I say, we just really appreciate everybody out there. So keep listening to the show, share it with a friend. Um, You know, please show us that support either via a donation or or a review would be excellent on iTunes. And we just thank you guys. So we're going to close it up for this week, man. Grifka. Um, We'll talk to you next week right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. Drink it in, man.